0: Hi everyone, before we get started in today's episode, I would just like to say thank you for supporting me and following me along in my journey in 2023. Now it's 2024 and we have an all new season of Welcome to Woo Woo, and it makes me so happy to be here and I truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you would like to continue supporting, please check out my links. I have Linktree, social media, all the platforms please find me. You can support for free by giving a like or a subscribe if you feel so inclined. And also, leaving feedback and sending me messages and notes has been so helpful creating episodes and content that you really resonate with. So please don't stop that. Definitely give me your feedback and let me know if I'm on the right track or if there are changes you would like to see. I'm open to it. My heart is full for today's guest. I'm extremely lucky and excited to have Gary Wright, an internationally known psychic medium, but he's also known in the entertainment field for work in theater. He is a performer of stage, a director, and a dancer. He and I both connected over our professions in the entertainment industry and that kind of leading into our foray of spiritual work. I really want to bring the guests that have had a profound impact in my life, and Gary is one of those people. Gary is a psychic medium, and he is also a teacher and tutor at the College of Psychic Studies in London. More specifically, he's my tutor and mentor and I'm really grateful that he can be here to share more of his story and more of his skills. He might be a shared mentor of one of you, listeners or viewers. You never know. He might be your mentor too. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Again, you can find us on all the social media platforms, and I will put all of that content in the description box. But uh, without further ado, here we go. And I'm going to try not to laugh at my own jokes uh, <laughs> I do. Oh, no, no. I, I'm telling you, look, like, I'm flushing now because you're my first uh, interview. I haven't done this like in a, over a month. So I'm a little rusty. Oh, ground, ground. Everybody. <laughs> I know. I, I tried to do that before we got started as to ground, ground, ground. But everybody, I want to introduce you to Mr. Gary Wright, one of my mentors, tutors, like you are such a pillar with my psychic and metaphysical and mediumship development (laughs) there's so many terms but hi gary welcome to the show thank you so much for being here
1: thank you for asking me it's been we've been trying to do this for a little while but i'm really thrilled to be asked i I don't give many
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i feel lucky and you are one busy guy hard to pin down you've got so much going on gary is not only a tutor at the college of psychic studies Do you prefer the term tutor teacher mentor Yeah, no, we're
1: tutors tutors that's that's
0: tutors, what they call yeah. us and uh yeah and you're not only a tutor and you're not just sharing your wealth of knowledge to everybody you're also a reader as well correct yes yes is that, is that the proper term reader
1: um <clears throat> i prefer i mean it's interesting at the college because they call us consultants i tend to prefer the term medium okay what are we reading i'm not really reading anything particularly in the way but um i'm actually you know the bit in the middle between lots of different energies really so medium for me fits quite well because i really do see myself in the bit of the the bit in the middle
0: in the middle and that makes perfect sense yeah oh gosh and we we probably have that lag between location time so uh, bear with me feel free to rephrase things if i step on what you're saying Uh, But you bring up a great point. Gary, I live in the land of psychics. I live in Los Angeles. You drive everywhere and there's some neon sign glowing, psychic readers, psychic readings. You are a medium, uh, an expert in the field. Can you explain to everybody what a medium is? You just touched on it. It's in the middle. But can you go a little bit deeper with that?
1: Well, I've just talked funny enough, I've just been covering this in my introductory class Um, because I always do in the first one I do. (laughs) All mediums are psychic, not all psychics are mediumistic. Um, If you go to see a psychic, they're looking, for me, how I view it, they're looking at your life, looking at career, work, relationships, love, moving, finances, what your choices are with different situations. If you go to see a medium, they're also connecting you to somebody who's passed, somebody who has died, um, as lots of people say, but I would say the other side of life. So my yeah, yeah. work is bringing those two worlds together um, in hopefully a very grounded and helpful way. But that said, I do do a lot of people do come to me and that's not an area of their my work that they want to. so they do come with their loves and hopes and dreams and you know all of those things that make up our daily life. So a lot of the work I do psychically, but mainly quite a lot of the work I do is mediumistically. Good 70% oh, of my work is okay. there. Okay,
0: that makes sense. So, you know, I I have personally, one day I'm going to get a reading with Gary. It's on my to-do list. I just, I don't know, I was a little nervous before. Like, you know, it's like that student-teacher kind of relationship of do I want my, you know, my mentor and my teacher to really dig into my psychic you know, field and kind of get all the good stuff. So it, it's on the to-do list, guys. So it, how booked are you? I mean, you stay pretty busy, like months in advance. How far should people book you if they want a reading? I'm really booked for telephone
1: work. It's it's June. It's it's June already. Wow. And it was June in December. Nice. Um, if people are in London, then it's a little bit easier. Then it's just probably a couple of months wait. Um, I'm booked until middle of March for face to face but but
0: i I offer more okay. and I, I i just offer more consultations face to face so um yes, that- and I do want to emphasize to everybody that you are located in London, so I am. <laughs> if anybody's in the u k you know or that that side of the world we we had to kind of navigate our time zones to make this happen um and so you know that's also like phone readings just keep in mind if you are booking gary he is over there across the pond as we like to say that was not imitating an accent by any means but i wouldn't dare do that in front of you you can imitate <laughs> you know accent. us americans we love a we love a british accent as americans it's very funny <laughs>
1: somebody sent sent me a message the other day when i was teaching them and she said oh i just love your accent and I don't think I have a particularly wonderful voice, but but all the American people say, Well oh, I love the accent. I have American friends, and I sometimes... Leave it's voice charming.
0: Messages. Yeah. Yeah, it's charming. Yeah. I love it. And so you were talking about reading, you know, one of the other questions that I had was... Right now, we're at the first of the year. Everybody wants a forecast of some sort. And I always say, well, if you want a forecast, maybe you should check out an astrologer. You know, the astrological charts and the stars might be a little bit more detailed. uh, But what does that look like for you? Do you have those kinds of, you know, client requests with your consultations? Or what's your thought on that? Um, Yes, I
1: do. It depends sometimes on the question. When you're looking Mm. at where you're going, quite a lot of people... Sometimes people will come to see me and they'll go, well, what's going to happen in my life? But they haven't got a vision for what's happening. Well, I can easily say absolutely nothing because they're not putting any effort in. But if people say, well, I'm looking at doing this job or I'm writing this book, I've got this play on. How well is it going to be? There's energy with things moving. So you can tell. Of course, the great question is, does he or she love me? Well, you've only been, you're only on date three. They haven't decided yet, you know, because I can go into <laughs> an energy and feel whether what somebody views of somebody, but quite often people are forming their own opinions. So it's not an exact science, um, but I'm reasonably accurate. But I'm tr- I try not to get caught in the end of the pier. You'll get married in December. Very British thing. The end of the pier psychic. You know, you'll get married in December. It'll be a lovely wedding. You know, try not to get into that space. Because it's about what people are journeying towards. And the big thing often when I'm working with people, I have to say, well, what do you want? What do you want to happen? What's your aim? What's your vision? Where do you want to go? Is this the time of year when you want to start a relationship? Do you have a new project? Are you writing the book? Well, and quite often for people, it's about being seen People don't often want to be seen, so they'll write something or they'll want a relationship. But going out there and putting themselves to be seen is a challenge, and that sometimes yeah. is quite—it's quite groundbreaking for people. Quite often, to really put themselves out there. Um, and you, me—we've—we work in around the entertainment industry. It's all about reputation. But for some people, they've not—they're not in that. That's not their world. So if they're breaking out into something different and something new and quite pioneering, they've got to be actually confident enough to be seen to birth that project. So we can look at all of those energies and what's holding things back.
0: Yeah, yes. And, you, you know, you said C, but I'm I will. going to give everybody listening a little peek into class, but Gary has explained a lot of his gifts come clairaudiently. And I think that's so fascinating because I, I'm very visual. I see the symbols. I see the signs. I see things play out like a movie. Uh, can you explain more about the Claire's, like Claire audience, and what does that mean and, and how your gifts work? Well, Claire audience
1: is clear hearing. So I tend to hear spirit. And so when I'm, con- you know, if somebody's come to me for a mediumship reading, I've literally got a voice in my ear saying, well, this is it, and this is, they're my daughter, and that's what happened. And, you know, I died with this, or, you know, and these are things, and I had four children, and I'm now with my, you know, lots of things that make up a life. Some of them not necessarily groundbreaking, but I'll hear Mm -hmm. somebody's description of themselves. I can do a description, a physical description. I do see things. I can feel an awful lot. But I'm much more... I can get a personality from a voice. And I had, I really When you say a voice, do you, sorry,
0: whose voice is it? <laughs> when you it say it, is it well, like it depends, voice? Is it
1: depends who's coming through for that person. Wow. So if I'm working mediumistically wow. and I've got somebody's mum, chances are I've got a, a lady of a certain age, you know,
0: one of the most interesting... So it's that energy's voice.
1: Yeah. One of the most interesting things I I had, and this is going into a book. So it's one of the rare times you'll hear me say something about something, I, a piece of work that I've done.
0: Um, mm, very cool. Thank a lady
1: you. came to see me and I was standing upstairs in one of the rooms in the college. And I heard a child's voice, very evidently a, a very young child's voice that said, it's 12 o'clock. And my mummy says, I've got to speak to you at 12. So I went downstairs to this lady and I said, oh, hi. And she kind of stood up and I said, well, you know, third floor or wherever we were. We went upstairs and I sat down and I said, I've just got this very young childlike voice. And it says, I've got to, you've got to speak to my mummy at 12. And she said to her daughter, speak to Gary at 12. I'll be there. And it was very evidently a very young child's voice. So once I described it as a young child voice, called asking for mum, she knew exactly who we were. And then other stuff, information came about, and I told her other things about her daughter. She lost a daughter. Her daughter had died at five. And she's put that in a book because wow. there's been a whole journey because her daughter had a very, very rare complaint. And it's, I don't know when the book's coming out, but she's writing it at the moment. So. Um, wow. In that, you get an awful lot of personality. So you know that the person sitting in front of you is mum and this is a daughter. And But it was a very interesting one because you just go back and ask questions, you know. And I, wow. rather stupidly, being a single child myself and not being a dad, I very very gently said to this little girl, what did you die of? And sure so I don't know. And, of course, I realised that if you're five, you're into probably a couple of things, probably custard or jelly and jumping, not necessarily <laughs> what you wanted. And she said, I just didn't like the needles. Oh. So you've got an energy of an experience from that age. And that's very evident sometimes. And then I can do, you know, I can do descriptions of different things of people. But but I hear I hear the voices. And, and sometimes things that they say are very funny. You know, I've often <laughs> found myself laughing because sometimes people yes. can be quite human. Or you get a family secret.
0: Yeah. I've experienced that as well.
1: It's a nice way of working, working clairaudiently, because you can go back, you're in a conversation. And you've been in my class, you know. <clears throat> that most of the time I say, you're always, it's stay in relationship, Stay in relationship with the person you're working with, stay in relationship with the energy that you're working with. We're always in relationship with something. But we tend to be in this day and age quite standalone. It's all about me. It's about how I feel. It's about where I'm going. We want to be in relationship. And the more we can be in relationship with what we're working with, the better it will be. So it's always about relationships.
0: I like that. And I, I find that a lot, especially with doing card divination or card readings for people, card consultation, It for me, it feels like the relationship between the cards, it's very much how it is. Although since I've taken your class and really been developing and working on the gifts up here, I find less and less that I need the physical things, which has been really nice because the physical aspect of divination or reading energy just uh it always felt like it was holding me back in a way and that's what i've really enjoyed about you know your class and i really want to kind of backtrack a little bit and i would love to hear your experience when you first discovered that you had this gift can you share that with us
1: yes but i don't know if i i don't know if it's an, un- it's an unusual journey because I, I live not that far from the college and the college was sort of down on my bus route into work for many years. And um, I used to get the bus, the 74 bus still goes past the college and that's one of my local buses. And I remember thinking I just have to go in there. I, I think I'd had a tarot reading before, but it really wasn't my world. And something made me go in. And I went in, and I and <clears throat> I said, "Oh, have you just opened? I've not noticed you." <laughs> and um, they said, "No, we've been here about eighty-four years. <laughs> um, we've been there not far off a hundred now, but I think it was about eighty-four, or maybe it was eighty-six. I don't know." But and I thought, "Well, oh my God, I'll book a consultation." So I booked a consultation, and I had to wait some weeks for that. Actually, I had to wait about two weeks, I think. And I went, and this lovely lady, uh, who's no longer working there, um, she's retired now, told me various things about myself. And she said, but you do know you're meant to do this work. And I went, no. But somehow she'd <laughs> inspired me to go on the course. She, she'd inspired me to go on to this course. And um, at the end, I stood up, and she saw me to the door, and she said, oh, congratulations. And I said, on what? And she said, oh, you'll work here one day. And I had quite a nice job in the theatre at that point. Thank you very much. I was no interested in doing that. So I um, sort of said, well, all right, okay, and smiled and went down the stairs and thought, that was a shame because she'd been quite accurate and then she'd given me something that had no relevance to my world. (laughs) But she had inspired me to go on to a course. So um, I went on to Anthony Kesner's course. And I had an interview with him. Um, Certain levels still we interview, and I just thought, oh, I can do that day, and I can do that thing, and he looks all right, typical me. Really following my intuition, but didn't quite know why. So I had this very interesting conversation with him, and he said to me, oh, are you you clairvoyant? And I didn't actually know what he meant, so I went, I don't know. And he said, oh... Are you clairaudient audience? Which, of course, I am. And but I didn't quite understand. That's what was happening to me. So I went, uh, uh, "No." <laughs> and he said, <laughs> "Are you clear, sentient?" And I thought, "I can't say no again." So I went, "Yes, yes, I am. Yes, clear feeling. Yes." <laughs> and he said, "Go and pay. You'll be very good." And I ended up in Antony's class, and then he asked me to be a probationary uh consultant which is where they kind of gently offer you a job if you're good enough it's a bit different now but in my day you had to wait for somebody to leave if you passed your probationary and then a position opened up and you got you didn't get their job but you got the space and the woman who'd given me the consultation who'd said to me congratulations your work here one day left and i got i took her space Wow. And I said to her, did you know you were leaving? And she said no, but somewhere in herself, she knew something. But she didn't explain it in that way. So I don't know if I suddenly knew I had a particular gift. I just started in class and it worked. had no interest in doing it professionally. And I think even when Anthony asked me to be a probationer, I didn't quite know what that meant particularly. I just went, oh, yeah, I'll be all right, do that. Really I would certainly
0: hard. say so. How long have you been at the college now?
1: Nearly <laughs> about 15 years. That's
0: awesome. I've been
1: professional 15 years. So and I think I've been teaching about 14, 14 years. I think I'm in my 14th year of teaching. So I had quite a fast trajectory. Um, but as I said, it wasn't something that I thought of doing. But I think most people who... I've trained who now have jobs professionally, and three of them, four of them work at the college. Um, I don't think any of them thought when they came into class that they were going to do it professionally either. I think if yeah. you got that bit straight away, you'd somehow not not join in the journey, in the, maybe in the purest way. I think you have to have a vision for what you want to do, but I think you've got to experience it and allow that to come together so i think if i'd known i probably wouldn't have probably done it in the same way it's just something that's kind of happened to me i'm very pleased it happened to me but it was not straightforward i did not go there with any intention of doing it was what i did on a wednesday evening
0: <laughs> I can relate really? to that actually. <laughs> yeah, what I, I did I on first... Wednesday. You know, what are you doing?
1: I've got my psychic class. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's how I you know, I kept this part of my journey kind of private to myself because I work uh I have a lot of conservative clients or used to I I find myself phasing into more spiritual work. And I think that's that's my calling is to be helping on a different level, uh, definitely. And so I can relate to that because you know, taking workshops, weekends, you know, semesters, terms, and, and it started growing and taking a bigger part of my life. And, and that's when it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, we can talk about it now. This is more than just a hobby. It's a calling, you know, and it's, it's good work that we do, you know, and I owe, I owe a lot of my success, obviously to, to you, uh, because I feel like, uh, I've spent the most time with you in the last year. Um, and I, and, and guys, I just want to preface this as well. I came to the College of Psychic Studies with prior experience and schooling. Um, and when I joined Gary's class, I kind of joined in Foundation, which is above beginner. And I didn't get a lot of the information that people have. I might have gotten it in a different term or different terminology from where I was training before. Uh, so a lot of the questions that you're getting, you know, when we have Gary, Gary is teaching, I think the last course we did in advanced was forty people, right? It was twenty something in the college and then twenty something, forty plus at least. So we, yeah, don't we quite- had the
1: we had the hybrid we had the Wonderful World of the Hybrid class, which suddenly because we'd opened the building after or we don't I was back in the building after the pandemic. We had people on a screen and people in the thing. And it was quite um it was quite a a two de force to do really. <laughs> I think we've probably, yes. the technology I find a struggle I don't I don't find teaching groups of people a struggle but I find the technology sometimes with zoom a bit of a struggle
0: yeah yes and we don't always have even an even when we were just doing zoom before we don't have a lot of access to you we kind of we get small stories that you'll share but most of the time in class we're working you know we're reading each other uh Gary oh. puts us puts us to work right off the bat. So I just, I, I want to reassure you that all of the information I'm getting, I'm hearing from the first time from Gary. And I've just been chomping at the bit to to get you alone so I can just ask you all the questions I want. And it's it's lovely. And, oh, and you know, nice. one of the, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really just gonna, and I asked some of my peers, hey, I'm interviewing Gary. Do you guys have any questions? So some of the the questions that I've had, They're coming from not just me, but some of my classmates that I've I've met along the way. Oh, really? Yep, we're all eager. (laughs) And you're such a great storyteller, too. And In the intro before, I talked about how you come from a theatrical background and a performer, a dancer, a director. So you've had a very, very full life. And to now be drawn to this, I do want to ask, and I know there are some things we can't talk about. Um, specifically because of legality. So feel free to word this however you want, but you were working at some point on cases for to solve crimes, weren't you, using your gifts?
1: Yeah, I have done some work with some of the police authorities and some
0: of, yeah, yeah, some of that is work there, comes in. Is there any um, loose story you can share with us? No, not really, but often what will happen
1: it's more it's easier to talk about sometimes the families have come because crime and law deals with fact we deal with experience and emotions so sometimes when people have lost somebody through a murder or a natural disaster or a Terrorist attack oh. um we've had all of which I've covered um, they want to know that that passing was easy for people or 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 they want to know the circumstances or why they were there or why that happened, or but they shouldn't have been there that day um so quite often it's about filling in the blanks for for um family members the other stuff that is sort of you know often sometimes things are unexplained and lawyers detectives people in that world often follow their intuition so they're they're quite aligned with what we do why does the you know you see the crime dramas on the telly let's put it on the telly but we see the crime dramas on the telly and somebody suddenly will look for a piece of paper and it will all unravel or it will all link up. Well, they've gone there mm-hmm. on their intuition. Yep. And that does, I know, happen on live cases. People will go. And sometimes I've had to say to you know, certain situations, go back. You're, you're right. But you haven't looked. They've got to prove a case. They've got to build a case. I've just got to go. Go back and look again. And various high level missing children have hired psychics, not necessarily me, but hired psychics and mediums to work on cases individually as well. So we get used more.
0: Yeah, I remember hearing a a couple of, maybe a year or so ago, Paris Hilton's dog went missing Paris Hilton of the, you know, the heiress (laughs) and she lives here. And, um, Several of my peers that work because uh, I, I do read for a shop, a metaphysical shop here in town, the Green Man, Green Man people shout out to my Green Man family. But uh it's, it's one of the better um, go to uh, spots here in Los Angeles for readings. And yeah, some of my peers were getting called by Paris Hilton and her team of assistants to. Find her missing dog and and find what happened to it. And some of it was televised on her uh, series that recently aired on Peacock. And it was just kind of comical. Some of the things that people were saying happened to her dog, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, missing animals is another one. You get a lot of those. I, I know. And guys, I'm not. I'm not. I have a dog. I'm very close to my pet. So I, I'm not shaming anyone at all. I was just kind of laughing at the people that call themselves psychics giving out what i would consider reckless information it's it's kind of one of those things that's embarrassing to the community and makes us look bad so
1: now i think what weighs heavy it's often a lot of responsibility it really is the responsibility when you're giving information across is really key which is why i'm very strict in classes you know this when people go into advice i don't think psychic and mediumistic work comes into you should you must why don't you consider it doesn't tend to come like through that you're looking at a series of set of energies and if you take one path what's the outcome going to be and if you take another path what's the outcome going to be it's up to the person to choose that at that point It isn't about for us to say, well, I definitely do this. And it's that responsibility that you need to put into place very, very strongly. So, yeah, I I hear an awful lot of sometimes, not in my class as much, but I often hear people, I went to a psychic and they told me this. You know, a psychic told me I'd never have a relationship. Well, that's just poor because everybody (laughs) can change and everybody can expand their life. And everybody can create what they want. I'm a great one for nothing is completely fixed. There are some things that are fixed. But other things are very, very pliable. And if you apply yourself, I think people can really, really achieve quite a lot, actually.
0: So I when think that's get so very important factored, to hear. That's
1: not going to happen. Yes. Well, so who says it's not
0: going to happen? And free will, right? I mean, free will is a thing. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, just if I'm talking to somebody's granny and granny says, "Oh, don't marry him. I don't like him." Well, maybe granny never liked never liked that kind of person, but it doesn't mean that actually you need to follow it. Maybe you need to reflect on it and think it's. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you have to absolutely follow it. You know, some people's opinions are people's opinions. Just because somebody's passed, it doesn't mean that they always lose those.
0: Absolutely. Good advice. I, you know, one thing I would love your opinion on is you've kind of we've it's like a joke with us in the States. Some of my friends are now taking your courses and um I hear them say the word channel a lot. And I know that that, that word kind of makes you cringe I can see your reaction. Um what are your thoughts on... Cha- are they confusing channeling with trance? I mean, I saw it now on Amazon. There's a television show called Channeling, you know, a series. So that's a big word. It has a lot of different uh, meanings. But what is the place? What is? What are your thoughts on channeling? Can you clear that up for us?
1: This is where everybody switches off after my reply. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I find it a very... It's interesting. I find it a very. I think it's quite sweet. Um, very American words, really. Channeling. <laughs> it wasn't something that I kind of ever experienced until I started noticing American people saying it, channeling, and I was like, "Well, what's that?" Oh, well, there, you know, I get in the, I'm, and the thing, I'm getting the download, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> it's um, a big word right it's now not the like new age- yeah. yeah, download. I'm getting a download. It's not that I don't understand what they mean, but trance was a type of physical mediumship, which during the sort of 20s and 30s, everybody did. And um, it was a way of working, physical mediumship. You know, people would, your voice would be taken over by a spirit and the spirit would speak through you. And often they sat in a dark cabinet and... It's not an easy way of working. There's not many people who, who teach it. And there's not many people who want to really train in it. It takes a long while. I'm trained for trance. Um I sat uh lovely, she's retired now. Lovely tutor at the College Elizabeth Roberts was my trance teacher. I sat for two and a half years. And you're literally sitting in a dark room and you wait for something to happen. So you've got to be incredibly wow. patient and incredibly Discipline and sometimes nothing happens, and sometimes you might get a couple of words, and then you get in the way, or the student gets in the way and tries to add something in because they want to keep it going more. And so, it's a very kind of precise way of working, and <clears throat> that's probably quite old fashioned in some ways. Now, it's not easy, it sometimes the voice changes. Um, so people are now kind of getting into very much channeling and I don't say the information is bad or wrong and I think anything that helps people reflect and move forward is very, very key. But for me when I say to people, Well, what are you channeling? and they can't answer me, that's where it goes a bit wrong. People, (laughs) you're asking me to really follow you and I say, well what are you challenging? Or the higher energies? Well the higher energies of what? family members angelic realms god and goddesses i don't mind extraterrestrials i don't mind what you're generally but i'd like to know because if i'm going to base some of my decisions on it i'd like to know at least where they're coming from so that would help comes into a way i think also it's slightly meant that you could say things, I think some people you can well, can say things if they're channeling and then go, well, I'm, I don't have to take responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. I think, again, bad work sometimes means, oh, well, this was, cha- was channeled to me. It, it had nothing to do with me. Wow. So okay. that's not necessarily a clear way of doing it. But it's, there's lots of words that you use in America that we don't use here. And I think trance is quite a <laughs> scary word. Is it I it kind of it, sounds not,
0: <clears throat> well like it you know, it's giving me hints of the old school seance. Is that kind of the same thing? Yeah, like and trans- that's how okay. it would have been done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely how it would have been done. So and maybe that's not a, a necessarily attractive way of working now. Um, but if you're working at a really high level, you can give your voice over and you can do that. But it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of discipline, it takes a lot of grounding, it takes a lot of training. And then when people say to me, oh, well, I'm channeling this and I'm channeling that, and they've been doing it for five minutes, sometimes I go, really? But also (laughs) I can sometimes see if the energy is them or it is actually working. And sometimes that's, I don't necessarily go up to somebody and say, I don't think your work's any good. I wouldn't dream of doing that they're having a go and for and, and whatever they're saying for somebody that's going to help them move their life forward so there's a place for it but it is um yes it's when all you american people come through Go, i'm channeling something and i think Ooh. but what <laughs> and then i can you know what
0: I don't know. <clears throat> well, that's that's rubbed off on me because, uh, you know, my schooling and my, my time with you and it's kind of funny and I catch myself doing it, too. It's funny. Um, but, you know, I do. I'm curious because in class, uh, you have us ground, right? I think my, my favorite part about our class, honestly, is, is getting into the zone, you know, getting prepared and ready to receive messages in which we ground. And then you lead us through a meditation and we kind of open up and we're ready to, you know, be a vessel, I guess, for spirit to receive messages. What can you explain to me? Cause like I said, I kind of bypassed your, your beginner class, but can you explain why we do that? Like, what is the purpose of, of that? Please clear (laughs) me up on that one.
1: (laughs) Well, I think if you're psychic and intuitive and a medium, naturally you're kind of working in that world all the time a little bit, you know, never really completely off. Yes. Uh, For me, and I open up in the same way I open all you up, I don't hide anything. So for me, I'm coming in and I'm going, right, I'm ready to work. It's, you know, it's the equivalent of actually being in makeup, putting a costume on for me. The question of actually going, right, I'm ready to work. I'm moving from Gary, who's just walked walked to work and has got there and somebody's got in my way and I've got all the buses late or I've got a bit wet on me, hair's blown all over the place, whatever. I'm moving yeah. from that into the medium. And, yes, they reside in the one person but they are different aspects of myself. So I'm actually consciously saying, I'm preparing my energy. Those of you who are going to be working with me, I'm ready. I'm switching it on. And equally, at the end of the day, when I close down, thank you very much, I've done that. I'm going to go about my rest of my day. So it's putting yourself consciously in a space of working. We all have a ritual. We just don't spot them, mainly. You know, putting the computer on, getting a cup of coffee, checking your emails. is people's working day. Well, that's how my working day starts, in a different way. Also, when I'm working and doing a meditation with you, I'm – you've all got your eyes closed, but I'm – um, watching you on Zoom, whether people are on Zoom or in a room. I'm watching people's energy and what they're doing with it. And I can hmm. tell an awful lot about how somebody's development, by how their energy is moving at that point. And I'm thinking, okay, that's coming in. Okay, that didn't happen a couple of weeks ago. Now that's happening. Well, I'll need to make that adjustment. Because, you know, when I pop into the breakout room, sometimes I don't say an awful lot. Sometimes I just go, think about this and those yeah. little adjustments make quite a big difference over a period of time but as you're moving through that that meditation's really preparing your working space and if you're a medium or a psychic your working space is you not about right. a desk it's not about a uh, whatever it's you so it's preparing your working space and for me, it's just—it's almost a dropping in. Also, it's a grounding. But also, I'm so all the things that are going on in my life. And people think when you do a job like I do, you don't have any problems, or <laughs> you don't have any grief or any kind of problems. All of which, yeah. you know, <clears throat> happens. I'm moving all of that to one side, and I'm going into a set of service because what, as I said, what I don't want to do is going and say to somebody. Oh, well, I had this problem a bit like your problem. I did this. I don't know what I want to do. we were looking at working with higher energy. And that's what's moving that across. So once you move that across, it. then that's your working day.
0: Yeah. In your the, working the,
1: space. So preparation I'm for so excited. Space, to, I'm it, I'm it, yeah.
0: Of, uh, <clears throat> no, but I'm, I'm excited to hear this because now I have a whole boat of new questions, but I, I really love that you're watching us. I Now I'm really curious. Do you notice a difference between people in person when they're opening up or people on Zoom? Because I feel like we would be more comfortable if we're in our own space, at, you know, at Zoom versus in an in-person classroom. Do you ever notice differences with people's energy when they open and close down and you're watching them? Or is it the same?
1: <clears throat> no it's much the same I didn't know when we when the pandemic hit I didn't know whether we could teach on zoom I said well I'll have a go you know we we were all in that position of we had all gone into a sort of a bit of survival didn't we we didn't know what we were going to do how long we were going to be there it's only for three weeks if you're in Britain three years later we all came out but yeah so I don't notice the difference I think people open up and close in the same way The level of work on Zoom has been really high. I've been surprised. And because the people around the world, America being one, didn't have access to teachers like myself, you've grabbed the opportunity. Absolutely. And you've moved forward (laughs) much quicker than a lot of other people, than maybe people who was always around the road and, down the road, and in England's got, got a lot of psychic teachers, and the college is up there. And there's another, you know, people who didn't have it went right. I'm doing it because I can. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's any difference, but I think the commitment for people who haven't had access to the work is high. And the benefit of the pandemic is that we've now got people all over the world. As I said, I struggle with the technology because when it goes wrong, I'm stressed. Um, yeah, but- same here. The level of commitment and work I think is pretty much the same. I think that working at home is sometimes the downside of people working at home. If people are in a class and in a circle, if people are struggling, they're struggling and I can see them and sometimes they just need one word of adjustment. But also to walk out of a physical class, is it takes quite a lot of courage to kick the computer and say, oh, I just lost my connection and I didn't bother to come back because I didn't want to disturb you. And I know it's because somebody was having a bad day and they've just taken themselves <laughs> out. So they, there's a get out of – sometimes you have to go through a difficult situation with the work.
0: Yes. And that's and-
1: harder to hold people through.
0: And I can attest, uh, you know, I've, I've experienced highs and lows of working not only with clients now, but, um, in class and in school, like I just, there were so many times where I was having personal things that I could not get out of my head and having Mm. the class to just check into really, I held myself to force myself to show up when I Just felt so distracted, Mm. you know, and there were many I I totally get what you're saying, too, because there was a time where I thought, well, maybe my connection wasn't great today. I'm just going to sit this one out, especially when I was having dips in my confidence, you know, because that Mm. was another thing I had to adjust to. There's, you know, weeks and weeks where you're a rock star and then you just have an off week or class or you have an off reading or you, and you just tank and your confidence tanks and being able to learn how to manage that and get back on the horse and show up was one of the hardest things I discovered about anything like this in the last few years. And so you're right, you know, but, but again, I was looking at exactly what you mentioned. I was looking at the opportunity that I've never had and the commitment that I've made. And that really just kept me going and will keep me coming back for sure that you're right.
1: But for me, as a a tutor, when you've had, when you, not you, but when a student has had a bad week, it's better for me because I now I can do more with them because then I've got to rebuild a bit of confidence. But also it's not that they've had a bad week they've come up against the limit of their psychic ability or their mediumistic ability at that point. But when you come up to the ability, the the edge of it, something, it expands because you've hit the resistance, the inner resistance. So then it expands. But you've got to go through an uncomfortable point. It's about learning anything. You go through a bit where somehow when you're learning anything, you don't understand and it's not fitting together or you can't get that bit right this yeah. is the only thing I've ever taught where people will compare themselves to a professional person within the first two weeks. <laughs> so people will start, and go, well, I oh, wouldn't boy. pay for that. I didn't think I was very good. Well, you say to somebody, well, how long did it take you to train to be a lawyer? Oh, about six years. How long did it take you to train to be a doctor? About six years. How long does it take you to train to be a costume designer? Oh God, well, I'm still learning. All of those things are experience led and this is no different but people's comparison but it's also it's like the fall in the tarot I'm not a great tarot reader but the fall in the tarot jumps off steps off the edge of the cliff doesn't quite know where it's going and I don't know when I sit down to my working day whether I'm going to have a nice happy family situation where everything was wonderful or whether I'm dealing with a really grisly murder or somebody in terrible situations or people are in domestic abuse or sexual abuse, or, or I don't know what my day is until it yeah. happens to me. There's not many jobs that are completely like that. You roughly know where, what's coming at you. This, it could be a, a day where you you laugh. You have a day where you think, well, I could have cried with everybody there because, You know, life is so hard for some people. That is always the risk of working psychically, mediumistically. And that's why going through that difficult moment is really, really key. Because it expands and you strengthen. And in strengthening, you realise that you can go through it. When I'm training, when I'm taking in probationers at the college, Hernan Kotroni being the obvious one, because he works in the classes, so you know him. Yeah. Um, he was in physical the physical class with me when he was living in England. Um, he had a run of suicides. Every, part, every time he sat with somebody, somebody was coming through that, that committed suicide, he had wow. about three weeks where it was four, three, four weeks, but every time he sat down, two classes, you know, and he said, how many... <laughs> His suicides are in and around him at the moment because he he needed to experience that because he was moving into professional space to work. So sometimes spirit will give you a set of challenges because the medium's up for it.
0: Yes. Um, Yes, it does.
1: (laughs) We hold the space physically for you to develop and we can give you the techniques to ride that out but a lot of the work and the development work is done spiritually with your guides your helpers there they know where they want you to get to as well sometimes we get told that sometimes it just happened you think okay they're doing this now okay i wonder when that was gonna happen um yeah so there's a development both sides there's a development with with us as tutors but there's a development with with spirit as well
0: well said and For anybody listening who might be scared about talking to dead people, for lack of a better term, or, you know, that's their understanding of mediumship. I know it's way more, but there's a lot of people that are just kind of finding this topic. Would you say that there's things to be afraid of out there? or Because I feel like a lot of people might be scared of it. Is there anything you can share that might make them less afraid or... Or I don't know, are there, I mean, other. I feel like the scarier side is dealing with humans than spirits, honestly, but what's your take on it? I know where you live, and
1: sorry, Hollywood, but you've got a lot to answer for on this one.
0: <laughs> they sure do.
1: <laughs> but equally, the disaster movie or the serial killer, people don't assume they're going to encounter a serial killer mainly in life. Yeah. But they all assume that they're going to be infiltrated by some dark spirit because the films have said that. (laughs) Yes, there are energies that are challenging and difficult, but as you said, it's only an energy, and there's energies in life that are challenging and difficult. No one is uh, scarier than the other, but we tend, because one is unseen, we tend to fill in the gaps. Yes. And we think, well, if it's a spirit, it will come through the window, and even if I've locked the windows, it will still get in and attack me. So we, Because <laughs> that's what the films say. Yeah. Where if your energy is very grounded and very closed when you're not working. I hear a lot of people say to me at the moment, I've had an entity removed, <laughs> and I'm not a healer. But And I look and I think, you haven't had an entity removed. You've had a bit of energy stuck energy removed. Yeah. You wouldn't have an entity in you unless you were doing high-level witchcraft. And you were bringing those things in, where most people aren't. But really, you're always in relationship. There's There's spirits around all the time. We just don't necessarily see them all the time. So it's a question of being very grounded, but putting yourself through a proper training gives you all the key to work with any difficult energies. As you said, there's difficult people in life. You
0: know, there's difficult energies in life. And as somebody who is associated and works (laughs) or interviews uh, or befriends high level witches, uh, I think it's also important to know that people that do practice any kind of ritual, ceremony, uh, belief system in which they're invoking or connecting to different higher things. that might be a little scary to some people. Those people are obviously practiced in it. Right. So that's yeah, a different set of people. Totally. <laughs> we're just, yeah, we're totally. talking about the, when, the common.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it, it's, the, it's the person that's gone to see the healer and they said you've had an entity removed. Well, they yep. wouldn't. Most most people wouldn't have had an entity unless they were putting themselves in that place. And if you're working with people who can summon those energies, they know how to protect themselves. I mean, I'm a I'm a great I'm a great fan of the um, I'm a great fan of the of the witch and the pagan. I mean, they all come to see me. I love it because <laughs> they're used to working in a different dimension. So there's an openness to energy, which for some people they don't understand. So yeah. I mean, I also work at the Atlantis bookshop in uh, London, which is one of the, which is the oldest occult bookshops, one of the oldest occult bookshops in the world. And we're 102, I think. Maybe 100. Wow, 102. And I'm working there tomorrow. I um, didn't know that. That's so cool. It, yeah. And it's, you know, so all of that, mag- all the magical community come and talk to me anyway. So it's not a particular problem, but what, is is the, there's a lot of fear and there isn't anything to really be frightened of if you're following a set of really good disciplines and you're working well. So this is why I say, you know, you know what Hollywood films are like. How many people, when there's something really scary in the, you know, most people, you know, it's in the house. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run into the woods. <laughs> most people would run to the nearest bright place. But yeah that doesn't make a good
0: film, <laughs> yeah it doesn't make a, does make a good film It's
1: not a good film,
0: yeah, Being they have to have the storyline, say- yeah, and that that was another fascinating thing about reading folks from different parts of the world uh the, some of the people that have really interesting ancestry or ancestors who worked in different uh spiritual crafts or belief systems pagans druids all different types of communities when i read these people some of the energies that come through and sometimes otherworldly things that come through it's so fascinating i love it i'm like oh we don't have that here that's really cool you know (laughs) like oh that's nice that's very regional
1: (laughs) no and and that is also to do with the ancestors of the place Mm
0: -hmm.
1: now if you're working with ancestral energies there's a pattern one of the things, maybe I haven't uh, done it so much in your class because um, it's hard, it's slightly harder to do on online. But you can journey down, we've done it a bit, you can journey down a set of ancestors and see what the pattern was. Yeah. And sometimes you can see if that pattern's repeated or whether somebody's broken it. And it may not necessarily be a, a, a negative pattern. Sometimes it can be absolutely wonderful. If you, if you haven't got a lot of money, but all your ancestors did, what did they do to draw money to them? You know, where did it go wrong? Where are the blocks? So you can look down a timeline of a family. And sometimes those things are very regional. And sometimes there are things that are very cultural. And you have to understand that as a medium as well. What culture are you really working in? You can't and that's why not going into advice, just allowing what's coming through to and to be put over really well is really key. Because sometimes there'll be cultural shifts. You Absolutely. Had a lovely, lovely Russian girl and in a foundation class at one point. And foundation class people are just, you know, you remember it, people are just very happy to get what they've got. And and, yeah. and and we really encourage that. Just say what you're getting and things. And everybody used to say to her "I've got a lady here in a big fur coat," and she'd say, "Was well, this Russia?" Everybody wears a big fur coat. It could be anybody. <laughs> and people were not wrong. But you need, you know, that's where you have to. That's one of those limits that you have to go beyond.
0: Yeah, and the subtle and details. Eventually,
1: people could. But she she ended up being told regularly there was a lady in a big fur coat will you recognize them (laughs) yeah but it could be my grandma it could be my mum's mum it could be my auntie it could be my dad's mum it could be everybody's russia everybody wears a big fur coat so for (laughs) london that would be something quite extraordinary for russia it's not yeah so you need to kind of but but eventually you start to understand that there's a cultural thing as well and you have to sometimes factor that in
0: that's <laughs> That's so true. And Gary, as we start to tie this up, I just again want to thank you for being so generous with your time and your education oh, and energy. For the for the for the listeners. And do you have any words of advice or wisdom you would like to share for anyone just kind of discovering mediumship or psychic abilities? Any wisdom?
1: It's it's actually very natural on a person. It's very, very natural to be able to be mediumistic, intuitive, psychic in some level. We've lost that. I'm old enough to remember a time before mobile phones. Yeah. So you'd go and you'd stand there and you'd wait for your friend to appear and you'd go... Oh, they're just stuck on the train. They'll be here in a minute. And sometimes you might wait fifteen minutes, but you knew they were coming. You could feel them coming. If somebody <laughs> is late by a couple of minutes, we're looking at our phones, going, "Where are they? Where are they?" We've not trusting <laughs> ourselves. We've gone. We've given our power away. So it's actually very, very natural to be very intuitive and to follow it. So it, it yeah. shouldn't be scary. So if somebody's interested in do it, go and book yourself on a class. Go and book yourself on something. Because if it's calling to you and it's caught your attention, it's caught your attention for for a reason. Why did the building that I'd gone past for 20 years on a bus suddenly appear to me? Mm. It was the right time. So follow it and explore it and see where that is. Because it might mean that you just do one little course or, or you just go and have one... Uh, sitting or consultation with somebody, but it will start something in you. And starting something in you that's very, very natural will enable you to journey forward. And it doesn't have to be scary, it doesn't have to be difficult. It just is about acknowledging something that actually has been done for thousands of years. You know, yeah. I mean, probably in one of the oldest professions in the world. I mean, I know there's a couple of some. <laughs> but I'm definitely in one of them
0: (laughs) because people have
1: always gone to oracles or psychics because people have always needed another perspective. So it isn't necessarily scary. It's actually quite wonderful. And your life changes. People get married in my classes. People go out with people. People have written that book. They've never been able to get that job. They've done things because they've move past a limit in themselves somewhere so when you move past a limit and you think something's not possible you realize you can move past another limit in
0: yourself yes yes so and I
1: the world opens up in a different way
0: absolutely and I resonate with that because I feel like I was constantly and sometimes still do but not as much because of your class always getting in my own way and having to step yeah out of my own way to just let freedom kind of happen, you know, especially mediumistically, we're our own worst enemy when we're starting out because we're questioning everything. We're questioning the validity because we, so well, not all of us, but for me, it just felt like I didn't trust that part of my intuition. And I just really had to step out of my way. <laughs> so I, I resonate with that. And that is, it's a,
1: it's a surrendering thing. Yes. And as a society, we're not very good at surrendering. And I'm not very good at surrendering. It's been a big journey. Certain people are going to be listening to this and laughing quite a lot because (laughs) I'm talking about surrender, because I was the the one person who didn't want to do it. But when you can surrender to situations and trust, which having to work psychically mystically enables you to do, because as I said, you don't know what's gonna next the next thing that's gonna come out of your mouth sometimes. (laughs) That enables a freedom in, in you as a person. And that freedom to trust and and go with a certain amount of fluidity in life is only a good thing, really. And we need to, as a society, there's not enough people doing this work, working at a high enough level to really help, which is why my commitment to teaching has always been very, very high, because I know it will move past people and some, somewhere somebody's life changes. And that's rather beautiful to watch.
0: Yes, I it's beautiful to be a part of as well and I thank you so much. Um can you tell us how, you know, we can get a hold of you or find you? Is it through the college or how can how um, can folks reach you?
1: The College of Psychic Studies is um the best way to get a hold of me. If you're looking at training, the College of Psychic Studies. If you're in London, we are doing some physical working or if you're in the southeast we're doing some, you know, face-to-face working. Uh, people can join on Zoom. Um, they this term the classes start. Um, they start in a couple of weeks, just at the end of January. But then there'll be another in. There'll be the courses will be up at the end of March for May, and then the end of July for September. So there's a rolling uh, courses going on. Consultations go on. If it says register interest, register your interest because people do sometimes have to cancel. And then when you cancel, there's a, a natural kind of um, opportunity to um, book. Um, if you're in London and you, there's things at the Atlantis Bookshop, uh, they have a very small website. But under events, there's some things that I'm doing there will go on there. Um Great. Or you've got my instagram
0: another way of yes getting i will i will in some i will put all of the links that i have in the description box yeah. as well guys so but i just you know wanted to give you a chance to share all of the gary entries of how we can get gary because i can't I'm a, get enough I'm of
1: around <laughs> oh you're,
0: i can't get enough of
1: you You're delightful as as many of my students are actually they're delightful and the good thing about my job is I meet people from all over the world on both sides of life. I've met some very interesting people, (laughs) spirit side, and some very interesting people who will sit in front of me, none of which I'm going to ever talk about. Um, But I've met incredible people all over the place. So it's always a joy, actually. And people sometimes, you know, come back years later and say, oh, do you remember me? of Of course I remember you, especially if they've been a student. Um, wow. which is delightful really but it's lovely to see how people's lives go forward
0: i bet well thank you so much again and you will have to get you back at some point and uh It'll find out delicious. more about I today's guest please stuff. check out the links good, in the description good. box and i really hope you enjoyed today's episode until next time Wu family